Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Mark and Nate. Uh, apologize. Not really for uh, the for the delay. Nate's schedule has been busy. Mine has been busy. It's not an excuse, but you're not paying us for this anyway. So here we are. Uh, plus, the topics that we're dealing with are so intense that it really takes us. I mean, we're building up to having to be able to talk about these topics, and so we're thankful that you've been patient as we uh, as we're putting together quality content for you. Episode 17. We're in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody! And Nate and I are here again. Now, before I uh, let Nate lose. I just got to let you know, this episode is going to be short. Like we've got about 30 minutes uh, because of some things that are going on, but we wanted to get this episode out to you. Look for another episode in a few days. I think we're planning on dropping this on a Friday and then another episode on a Monday, Lord willing. Um, but anyhow, so we're going to answer an, a listener's email today and that's what we're going to do. So Nate, huh, give us a quick, uh, give us a quick rundown on, on how you're doing or anything you want to say or whatever it's, it's it's all you man yeah well i do i do appreciate the uh friends family both of our moms for saying where have you been yes and so that that was nice no we've had some few people reach out and so it, it's just been a wild couple of weeks with the holidays yeah, we're absolutely. also in the process of moving we finally got a play a house of our own so this you'll probably get this for another week or so the behind me with the plates and then i'm gonna miss that and somebody put up and thank you for a house full of people i love so who are they talking about? Yeah, that's a load of garbage. I don't know who or what. Um, so I mean, as Mark has a choose kindness sign behind him that he's just trying not to follow. So, you know, okay. I man, I think signs are like social media. We just tell people what we think they would want us to say, but it's just reality, virtue signaling. You know, we put that up and then we go to the back room and hide from our family that we supposedly love on the sign. So, that's exactly right. Um, it's why I have an open Bible on my desk behind me. Right. There's something virtuous about that. I don't know. Yeah. Random pages that are yep. there. So it's been wild, man. But thankfully, life is kind of slowing down a little bit. School's starting back up with our special needs son. It could just be when we're on breaks. And yeah. And then, the you know, the FedEx holiday season's crazy. So what we wanted to do is come drop this episode. You should be watching it on Friday. And then on Monday, get back to our regular, regular scheduled programming. Yes. And then Mark and I are going to just record episode. We got into it at the beginning, Mark. It's kind of mm-hmm. like people behind the scenes where we would do a couple of weeks so we didn't get caught. But right. after a while, it you know, you run out of times to to uh and you know, you could cliffhangers either way, man. You could either uh you could either not have episodes or you could have episodes that you didn't prepare for and just keep punting to the <laughs> next week. Right. Know? Yeah, you, you could you could say that here's what we'll talk about next week, and then next week say, but next week, but yeah, yeah. we we could so do that. We could do that, and uh, so we haven't. Yeah, you're not paying us yet. We're gonna, you know, this is season two, so we're gonna slowly kind of creep in where you can't have life without us, and then we're gonna do the whole you know super chat thing or whatever that is. So yep, we're getting old, so we don't know how to do that stuff, anyways. That's right. That's yeah. right. But I I will tell you that uh, if you email us at thehideousbride at gmail.com, we will answer your question for free. You won't have to pay us because we don't make merchandise of God's people yet. So we'll do it for free. Yet. That's the key word. Yet. Yeah, we're not above it. We're not above, we're not above it. We will definitely get there. But uh, while we're while we're begging and pleading for it. So holy cow. All right. Well, we only have just a short time and now we're down to like uh, 25, 26 minutes now. And this email that we received is man, it's it's a lot. And so um, 
this email we got in relation actually to the episode that I did solo, where I uh, shared my testimony and some of the things that I said. In that episode, I mentioned about the will of God. And I talked about how I knew that I felt like I knew God had called me to do this work. And um, I might even want to go back and take back some of the things I said in that episode, but it is what it is. Um, that prompted this email from a listener who is asking about how does someone know that God has called them to do something outside of scripture? Uh, I would assume that what I think what they mean by that, and I'll read it and we'll Nate and I will both take our best, best shot at it. I think what they mean by outside of scripture is, um, how does God speak to, how do you know God is speaking to you outside of the pages of God's word? Um, so, uh, and he'll give some examples here in, uh, I'll identify the gender, but not the name uh, or location of the individual. So, all right, let me dive into this first paragraph, Nate, and then, um, or the first, uh, maybe the first two paragraphs, uh, and then, and then get you to get you to fire away here. So here's said the question, how does God call someone to a particular job outside of scripture? What does it mean when you or anyone says that it is God's will that you, you know, blank? How does God tell someone what he wants outside of scripture? It's a common theme amongst Christians, especially in the circles to which I have frequented, that someone will say, God has called me to be a missionary, be a preacher, an evangelist, travel the world as a missionary helper, whatever. It seems like the only thing God ever calls someone to do are the things they want to do. It's rare indeed for someone to say they don't want to do what they're doing, but continue to do so solely because they genuinely believe it's what God wants for them. The only time I heard this is references my podcast where I said I didn't want to be a pastor, but I continue because I think God called me to do it. All right. So we'll stop with that part of it. Uh, Nate what how would you how does god tell someone what he wants outside of scripture if he does what is your what is your thoughts on that and to be clear nate and i haven't really discussed this in detail so i don't know what he's going to say we'll just back and forth here well i first off yeah mark's mark's testimony led to this great email in mind all we got was a response that said holy bleep so it was, <laughs> it was so so don't beat yourself up, Mark. Yours was okay. used better. Um, I think, man, here growing up in the same circles as this person, I think I know where they're coming from to give people the backstory that maybe would not, where you'll have people constantly get up in services and call people into certain aspects of ministry. It's always funny to me, though, that the youth pastor is the one that calls the youth pastors, the senior pastor calls the senior pastor, and then the guy who's a missionary is now calling missionaries, Right. It's like when we were in college, Mark, whoever was over that said ministry would get up and tell you why that was the one most important in the church. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that that's where this person comes from. Um, as far as God calling people into certain levels of ministry, I have a hard time speaking into that because I've fallen into the category of I'm not God. A good buddy of mine that lives in the town where I'm at now, he owns a business. And I was talking with him about a year or so ago, just some things I was going through. And then I told him some advice that I'd got from a friend that really the guy thought he was helping me, but it was just not helpful advice at all. Um, it was kind of one of those like where they thought they help you, but instead of patting you on the back, they were just like 
almost felt like they were stabbing you. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, you know, he said, Nate, he goes, the more I live, the more I'm realizing that people genuinely don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, um, he goes, you can ask opinions and they can help you. But a lot of times people don't live the life you live. They don't know what God has for you. And if you are constantly living your life on the opinions of others, you're going to find yourself in trouble. So I would fall into the camp, Mark, more of uh, to try to answer this one of if you felt God was calling you into a field of work, whatever that would be, find people that could ask you questions, not give you answers. Um, Because I think if, if you can ask somebody the right questions, I think it can prod, you know, it's kind of like remember the Titan. I think it was remember the Titans where they were doing the tryouts for the team. I don't know. I don't and, watch movies. And everyone and everyone wanted to be the quarterback. You know, right. the coach is like, okay, what do you what position are you going for? And even the fattest guy in there is like quarterback, you know, and because everybody wants that. I would yes. say, Mark, as like a side note, as I kick it to you, because this is more of like your area of I think kind of getting your opinion on why you said what you did, is that um I think if pastors did a really good job of having an uh apprentice or like you know bring somebody along for what real ministry was we would avoid a lot of these pitfalls as far as like you know we make ministry in the christian world especially the baptist world a sexy thing yes where a guy gets up there and he's getting the amens and like you know we praise him and want to be like him when the reality is is that you know just the other night if you were it made national news with a guy who had the heart problem on the field yep and you know, grown men who have seen people's legs bent in half and seen the worst injuries ever are crying and freaking out because a man is getting CPR with paddles behind them. Right. And, you know, but when you're a pastor, those are the types of traumas that you see. Um, I've had people call me and say, pastor, I don't know what to do. I just swallowed a whole bottle of pills, you know, like things like that, where those are the things that you're never going to hear about or see behind a pulpit with lights and songs where you think that ministry is some grand calling. And it is a great thing to get in front of people and speak and be used by God. That being said, that's less than 20% of the overall job, unless you're an evangelist who's mastered the art of that. Right. And so I think if, if we really knew what ministry was, it's funny how um, information changes opinions and changes callings, right? Like, oh, you know, I want to be, I want to be a doctor. Okay. We'll watch this surgery. Uh, Mark, I'll, I'll literally stop with this one, but a friend of mine was getting, you know, he's a guy and they had a certain amount of kids. And so the wife is like, Hey, we don't want any more kids. So you're going to go get, you know, yourself uh, uh, snip clipped. Well, the state where he lived, they forced him to watch the video of what, of another guy getting that surgery. <laughs> and once he saw the video, um, let's just say he felt led to go a completely different direction. Oh, right? like, absolutely. I think for most guys out there, or if the same thing of a woman type, so I'm sure the right. same thing, right? Like, right. So, no, Nate, it can't it, be it, the same thing. Let me, we'll talk about biology later, but no, it, it not, be the, not same the exact thing. same one. Oh, but, oh, oh, you know, yeah, oh, oh, okay. A, right. a same type of surgery, right? Oh, like, I'm tracking. Okay. I mean, but, and I share that to say, when it comes to ministry, if you feel like God's calling you, great, but go to people who can ask questions, right? Like, that's the main thing, because yeah. I don't think most people realize what what the call will actually be, right? Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, so I do, I think that, I, I think, hmm, growing up, 
I was under the impression because of what I heard, I'm not saying that's what everybody said, but it is what I heard that like the question here, it seems to be that God's calling was to areas of full-time ministry. So missionary, pastor, evangelist, pastor's wife, Christian school teacher, whatever. You're getting paid by a church or Christian school somewhere. Early in my pastoral ministry, I started saying that that seems problematic because it seems like then the only people who are who God has a plan for their life are people in ministry and everybody else can just go do whatever the heck they want. Um, I'm now kind of over the last seven or eight years more and more feeling like the idea of God having a definite and direct will for your life as it relates to where you live and what you do is probably overplayed or overstated. I do think that God gives spiritual gifts to people. I think that because Paul said so. Um, and that some of those are teaching and, you know, even healing knowledge, all those things he talks about in Corinthians. And so, but he said those are to be used in the context of the body of Christ in the church. So I don't know that that has any bearing whatsoever on what you do to support yourself outside of the church. But if your gifting is in the area of being a, um, a, a pastor, and as I said in my episode, it's purely subjective. I, there are data points that I could give to say, I know God has called me to do this. Some of those would be, I don't seem to be able to get out of doing it. That could just be because I'm cowardly and not bold enough to go do something else. But also many times in my life, people that I've, that I've preached to and ministered to have, with their words, unprompted, affirmed, um, my impact in their life. Does that mean then that I am called of God to do this? Not necessarily, but it's what it's, it's for me is a confirmation that this is where my gifting is right now. And until something else comes along, I feel like God is pleased with, with my doing this because I don't believe that God has a definite will for everyone's life other than what scripture says, such as it's the will of God that you abstain from fornication. It's the will of God that you give, you know, be thankful for everything. Um, it's the will of God that you live a holy life. I don't think, I don't think it matters to God, whether you're a plumber, a pastor, uh, a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker. Like I really, I, I think what God, I think what matters to God is whether you do his will in whatever you do. So we've got, um, the ministry where Paul said, if the man desire the office of a bishop, is that a calling of God or is that just, you know, what the guy wants to do? Someone would say, well, why would he desire it if God hadn't called him? I don't know, but Paul didn't mention a calling. He just said, if somebody wants to do this, they need to fit these qualifications. This is what they have to be. Um, so, but then you also have both Old and New Testament where we're told by Solomon and by the apostle Paul, you know, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Do it heartily as to the Lord. So I I think that a person can look at their life, see the gifts and talents and abilities that they have, and go seek a career that provides for their family, that brings them joy and uh, and satisfaction, and know that they're pleasing God with their life. And I don't think there's any need or necessity to to labor under the burden of um, right. 
am I doing what, am I doing God's will for my life by being a, a pipe fitter? Well, I don't know. Are you a godly pipe fitter? If you are, then you're doing God's will for your life. That's, I mean, that's, that, that's what I think. So I, I do believe, and we'll get into this in the next part of the email. I do believe that if you seek God's direction, I do believe he speaks to us outside of scripture, but it's highly subjective. And there, I think there needs to be some real good controls put in place to avoid just some of the ex examples that he gives in the, in the email. So while I believe that I am doing what God has enabled me and called me to do at this time, I don't think that that means that I have to do this for the rest of my life. Um, and I do believe that there are some people in history that God chooses out for specific tasks. I just don't think it's everybody that he does that for. Any pushback yeah. on that, Nate, before I go to the next part of the email? No. And I would just say to agree with Mark on uh, the fact of if you're in something that you, you know, you say, well, am I called in the right role of, you know, I think you mentioned the pipe fitter. If you don't want to be a pipe fitter, then don't. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, go do something and, else. And if you don't want to be a pastor, as Mark said, like, then don't. The thing is, is when you feel like that's what you're supposed to do, if you were the pipe fitter and then you went and got a job at another place, you'd hate it. Right. Because it's like, you know, and I, I think that that's where we've gone wrong is to tell people if you're not in a certain area of life, you're not fulfilling God's will. I mean, yes. we, we've had people teach us and draw circles and, you know, this is God's perfect will. And, right. you know, you messed that up. So you're here. Blah, blah. And I've, I've talked with guys who we went to school with who went to be missionaries. And yeah. after a couple of years, we're like, this ain't it. Right. You know what? They're just as godly as we are because they realized for me to stay in a role that's not for me, I would cause more harm than good. Yeah. And James, you know, James chapter three, I think it is where James mentions, you know, like some of you want to teach. And then he said, right. don't, because right. when you teach, you know, you've got double judgment that could come upon your life. Like, yes, you know, just because you want to do something doesn't mean that you should, but also, yeah, like don't let people, you know, we should we care about what other people think as far you know sometimes you'll hear me make comments like i don't care what other people it's like i don't care what other spiritual people think as far right, as right. you know that as far as my lost co-workers or people out in the world i want to be a good witness but don't let other people's opinion about a god that they don't really know impact your life please right. that's one thing that i beg you um, yeah. because i've known too many people who they hate their life mark but they felt like they did what the pastor wanted them to do. And so yeah, God's yeah. somehow going to bless them. And it's yep, heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. So yeah. part two, man. Sorry, part two. But... Yeah. I just, I don't think that, I don't think there is any one specific occupational will for your life. I think part of being in the image of God is you get to join with God in writing your future, writing your yep. story. And you know, that can take you in a lot of different directions. It's an adventure. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, in answer to this question, he said, in answer, some of the answers I've gotten from people include things like everything fell together and it must have been God. Oh, an Arizona tea truck drove by and it was God calling me to Arizona. To these, I have asked questions like, so if everything fell together, it must have been God telling you to eat twice as much as you should because it was there and God provided it. Or have the affair with the teenager who came to you to ask for your advice because she came to you and you happened to be alone. Or so the hundred cars that drove by with the license plate of the state you currently reside in wasn't God talking to you, but the tea truck was. Coincidentally, you also wanted to go to Arizona. Um, 
Upon asking such questions, I'm usually greeted with something along the lines of how backslidden I must be not to hear or see God speak to me, or I'm not reading enough Bible. Why does God call people to these public ministries, but I never hear of any Christian claim God called them to work at FedEx or Walmart or any secular job? Go, Nate. <laughs> it's so much there. This is the last part of it, correct? Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a couple of statements that he made, but it's it's just uh, it's restating. It's all the same, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because I'm looking at it too. I'm just making sure. Yep. So, um, as as you know, this will be the last part that I share of this episode. I would just say this: people telling you that you don't read enough Bible, what they're telling you is you're not reading it enough till you think like me. Right? It's nonsense. Yeah. Stop. Because they read um, enough Bible. Yeah. As far as the whole game of you know, if this is right, is God, you know, opening doors, not, I mean, if you look at circumstances and, and, and consider that as part of God's will, then that's when you're going to do the American prosperity gospel and think that yes. people over in Africa are wicked people because they're living in poverty. Okay. Right. It's a false gospel. Do not fall for that. The other aspect that I see here is that as you nailed, which is what would be my main point, for a lot of the guys that do this, and I'm sure I've done it. And, and in some ways, Mark, I probably still do and don't even realize it is people will always find a way to go where they want and then justify it later. When yep. I was at work just last uh, week, a guy told me he's a Christian guy. There was a disagreement between some uh, him and like another coworker. And then the next day when he came in, the other coworker was like, do you think God is proud with you now? that person's trying to use God as a weapon right? against we, th that type of stuff is not helpful. It's not healthy. Um, and in that moment, what maybe that, maybe that person thought that they were doing the right thing. I don't want to totally eviscerate them because maybe they thought from their teaching, you know, I'm supposed to use God to my advantage. Um, I, I Mark, the, the older that I'm getting, and I wish that I wasn't getting that old, but I'm going to be 39 in a couple of weeks. And wow. You know, I mean, good grief. My back's starting to hurt for getting stuff. It took me a week to figure out that my microphone was actually working. I mean, this is not, this is, this is not fun, but I'm realizing more and more that I should only speak to what I know and that, which I don't know, I should just keep my mouth shut and I can have an opinion on the inside. I'm going to have an opinion, but if I don't know something, I should be quiet. And yeah. how do I know how much Bible you're reading friend? I don't. How do yeah. I know if you're seeking God? I don't. How do I know, you know, if you're playing those games as far as like, you know, God showed me a sign right. or I, I don't know what it's called. Uh, it's a, it's an actual scientific thing where like, for instance, we have a white Chevy tracks. Mm -hmm. We bought that white tracks. I saw white tracks is everywhere. Did the rest of the country decide Nate bought one? So I'm going to No, it's just in my mind because I have one now. That's all I see. Right. And, you know, so in your mind, if you're starting to look for signs, that can be a scary thing. Can God reveal things to you in those ways? Mark has had some of those things happen yep. in his yep. life. I have too. Okay. But it's, it's not an everyday occurrence. I don't believe. Um, and the last part is, is that as, as Christians, and this is where not to answer our friend's email, but to say for me, Mark, that I've got to do a better job as a follower of Jesus. And I hope the rest of us do too, is, you know, like speaking to what we know, not to what we don't, but also we don't have to be the voice of God. Um, right. I had a, a guy that's becoming more of a friend of mine. He's coming to my life in the past few months. His sister unexpectedly passed at a young age. 
they wanted to say natural causes, but they couldn't say natural causes because it was just unnatural. So that mm-hmm. it was basically like a, we don't know what happened. A pastor in the church that he was going to walked up to him and said, um, and I, I mean, I'm still in shock to him saying this and said, well, God doesn't deal in time. So there's a good possibility that your sister was raptured. All right. Now this man had to go into, or... yeah, this man had to go into the home of somebody who passed. And yep. again, these are details that we're not going to talk about, but that you don't know when somebody right. passes, things happen that are just, you know, it's not like on the movies and had to take care of a home and had to fix a situation of someone that's instantly gone that he loved. And somebody thought it was up to them to be the voice of God and share Mm -hmm. something that, you know, most times when we try to be God's voice, we say something that foolish. And so we have to realize when someone comes to us and says, Hey, I think God's leading me in this direction, man, ask questions. But don't give definitive statements if you do not know. Right. Maybe God gave you a word where you're supposed to give that person, but you know it's from God because you know it's affirming or it's helpful in one way or another. There's yeah. been people, Mark, where we've, you know, we saw a lot of times in college where somebody would go down front, I'm going to be a preacher. And you think to yourself, man, you can't even talk to the person you work with at Walmart. Like, what right. do you mean you're going to be a preacher? Right. Yeah. And can God change that person? Yes. But also, you know, there needs to be some fine to, you know, fine uh, refining there, because as going back to the movie reference, if you're 300 pounds, you're not the quarterback. Right. And so there's some gifts that we were given that, you know, they're just gifts. And when we use them for God's glory, but for someone like Mark, who's a great speaker, if he wasn't preaching, he could use his gift in public speaking. You know, I mean, like, so these are things that where, you know, God just doesn't take somebody like a, you know, that's backwards and can't zip up his pants. And all of a sudden he's now the next DL Moody. I've never seen that. So, you know, Mark, fire away, man. Okay. So what Nate was referring to, he has, it's just, his knowledge is so deep. It's hard for him to put it into words. He was talking about the reticular activation system, RAS. And it's that it, among, among the other things that it does, it tends to let you see what you're looking for or what you're aware of. So in the example here, the air, you want to go to Arizona. So you see the Arizona tea truck. Is that God? I would say maybe, or maybe not. I do believe that God speaks. Um, I heard a person say, sometimes we don't hear God speaking because he sounds so familiar. He sounds like someone else we know. Um, God doesn't speak in audible voices to most of us. So if we believe that he is speaking to us through other people and through signs, um, I think we have to be really, really careful. But if you want to go to Arizona and Arizona is a good thing to do, it's not a bad thing to do. And so it's on your mind and you see an Arizona tea truck and you say, I don't know if God is leading me here or not, but it's a good thing that I want to do. It's not sinful. There's a there's an open door then and i just saw i mean i'm seeing this everywhere so i'm going to go to arizona i say go to arizona go to arizona now i have to point out that in that in in the examples given there is a marked difference between choosing to go to arizona because you saw a tea truck or eating too much food or committing fornication with an underage girl right yes all are presented to you, but God doesn't speak or tempt you to do sinful things. So while God might put an Arizona, have you drive by an Arizona tea truck, if you want to believe that, 
he obviously isn't the one who sent the teenage girl there. So you do need to make a distinction. God doesn't lead. I believe, and I'm I'm coming to believe more that God speaks to us more often than we listen to. But one of the one of the guardrails that I have up is he never speaks contrary to his word. So he's never going to lead you into something that is sinful according to what is clearly in scripture. I just don't think that has anything to do necessarily with the location you live or the career that you choose. But the apostle Paul, who was under the inspiration and direct um, uh, job given to him as an apostle, tried to go certain places and said in one case that the Holy Spirit hindered them. It's curious how that happened. I think it was more just things didn't fall into place and so he couldn't go. But in another place, he said, I wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered me. So there's a lot of stuff going on. God opens doors. Yes, Satan can hinder. There are spiritual forces that fight against us. That's why I think trying to look for a um, definite will of God in areas where God said, there's no definite will here. My will is that you go and live in a way that's pleasing to me love your family, do good, be holy, do good works. Paul said, if you were, if you were saved as a slave, stay a slave, unless you could be free, then be free. But if you're saved as a, as a, as a household owner, stay that don't just give it all up. In other words, God's callings are not so much about human occupation as they are about the life that he calls you to live in that. And he gives you tremendous freedom, in my opinion, of which direction to go, go create, go be free, go. But he, Go find out what are my gifts and talents and abilities and do that. If you seek for signs from God, you need to recognize that it is possible that if it's on your mind so much, the way the mind works, like that white truck, you're going to see, you're going to see those things. Um, and a good way to keep from just jumping around hither and yon is to have people in your life that you can run this stuff by who can bring, cause Nate might say, Hey, you know, I want to go to Arizona. But I, as his friend, might know something about his family and his kids and his dynamic that he's not thinking about because he just wants to go to Arizona. And I could say, you know, if you did that, Nate, this harm could be done to your family. And think about that. I'm just asking, just think about it. So we were created to live in community of believers. And so the best way to determine God's will for your life is seeking God and having a community of believers that you can trust to run things by. Um, And then knowing that God has given you freedom to serve him in multiple capacities, some of which may be in ministry. But so, no, I don't think God calls you to work at Walmart. I don't know that God calls you to be a missionary. I think God says you have a heart's desire to do this. Go do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Please me. And but again, Sometimes God calls individual people to do specific things, but I don't think we should, I don't think we should uh, envy those people. Most of the people in the Bible that God called out to do specific things, they had a heck of a life. I mean, I mean, so for every Joseph and for every Abraham and for every Moses, there were millions of people that just lived ordinary lives, just ordinary lives, but they were still God's people. So you don't have to feel like you need to be one of those heroes of the Bible. Just go live your life in a way that pleases God. And I think that's I think that's enough. Correct. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you guys back on Monday. Who knows, man? Maybe Mark will just fire this up and we, you'll see this before Friday. We don't even know. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, Absolutely. wherever God wills will happen, Mark. That's Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Send us any, the, so. the hideous bride at gmail.com. And uh, yes, hair products. Guys. 
whatever you want. We got yes. you covered. Love you guys. Next time around. Have a good Take one. Take care, everybody. Season two. Thank you. <laughs> All right.